Hello, everyone. I, I am so touched to see people here that have been with me throughout this whole time, talking with me, helping me get through it. My family's all here. My children are all here. My brother's here, his family, my friends, those that just prayed for me all the time, would come and visit me. I knew you said you'd come, but seeing you here just warms my heart, and I just want you all to know that. And that wasn't even part of my what I have written down here. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. He calls me greatly loved. First, I would like to say thank you and that I am eternally grateful for all of you who have been keeping me in prayer for my healing following my flap surgery on April 13th, 2022. From the bed sore that I had been battling since September 1st, 2021. It has been a very difficult and painful time in my life, a season where I really relied on my faith every hour of every day. A special thank you to my children and their spouses for being by my side, especially on the days when all I could do was cry. lost where I was. A special thank you. Oh, thank you to my parents and my siblings for their calls, their visits, and just for checking in on me, especially you, Anthony, every day. More than a thank you to my husband, Bob, who without his love, his care, and our faith in God, I know that I would not be here speaking to you today. We have been praying together every day since September 16, 2012, when a classmate of Bob's gave us the book, Jesus Calling, after I was baptized as an adult and accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior on September 9, 2012. Here are a few pictures of that special, glorious day. Come on. I practiced this. Oh, I have to push it. There we go. There's some pictures. And my son, Brian, got to help me and get me in the pool. <clears throat> For the two months that I was in rehab following surgery, Bob would call me in the morning so that we could pray, and then he would read the day's message and scripture passages from the book. I am so very blessed to have him in my life and by my side. I love you with everything that I am. I love you too. <laughs> Thank you to Pastor Steve and Lorraine for your prayers, your gifts, and your visits 
my amazing prayer warriors, and all of my wonderful friends and extended family, near and far, for your recent, for your visits, your gifts, your cards, your texts, phone calls, meals, and company. My Caring Woman's Bible Study Group for not only their constant prayers, but their cards and gifts. My amazing classmates, some are here today. There they are. I knew I'd get you to church, Bob. I knew it. <laughs> they are more than classmates to me. They are really great friends. <clears throat> and as well as my, fam my church family, my brothers and sisters in Christ. So many of you have added me to your prayer groups where I have been lifted up by so many. What a blessing you all have been to me. So now, the reason for my testimony. On August 28th, I heard the words that I had been praying to hear for over 16 months. My wound was finally closed. I laid there in that bed and out loud, all I could say was, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> I am no longer in excruciating pain. I give all glory to God for this miracle. I can honestly say that God does hear our cries and he reminds us of all of the blessings that we have and those that are yet to come. It was just two years this past September 1st since the beginning of the sore was identified. When my husband brought the sore to the nurse's attention at the hospital, she had a wound care nurse come and evaluate it. She cleaned the area, placed a bandage on it, bandage on it and said nothing else. I actually had another sore on the inside of my left heel, which many people don't even know about. But that was only a stage two sore, and it healed in four months. <clears throat> For the following nine months, the bed sore on my sacrum became deeper and deeper, and the pain worsened along with it. Now you have to understand that I had already been in a wheelchair for 11 months due to multiple sclerosis. 11 years. Oh, 11 years. There you go. Hopefully it only felt like 11 months, but now 11 years. Due to multiple sclerosis. And Bob and I were very careful about making sure that we moved me often so as to not allow pressure on any one area for too long. We knew how to prevent sores, but had no idea what a sore could actually do to me if I were to get one. 
On September 23rd, 2021, I had my first visit to the wound care center in Hackettstown. And once a week for six months, I went to that wound care center. And along with that, I had visiting nurses to my house twice a week. The pain was constant. On November 9th, 2021, I was prescribed Percocet, which I took three times a day for the pain and increasing the dose as the pain worsened. And I continued taking Percocet until just July, 2023. So I was taking Percocet for 20 and a half months. During the month of this past July, I finally started to wean off the Percocet, cutting it down to just one at bedtime so that I could sleep. On April 4th, 2022, I met with the surgeon for a consultation since I wasn't seeing any improvement with the wound after seven months. It became increasingly difficult to smile through the pain. And those of you who know me know that I am always smiling. The surgeon told me that the wound was so deep, a stage four sacral wound, he said, and that surgery was my only option. He told me that the recovery would be difficult, but I figured I had three C-sections, I had numerous IVs to treat MS, and I no longer had veins, so those were very painful to get that, those needles in. So I figured I could handle it. I had no idea of the road that was lying before me. So on April 13, 2022, I had what is called flap surgery. Flap surgery is a procedure to cover an open wound in the case of a serious bed sore. Severe bed sores, stages three and four, can create open craters in the skin, which may have trouble healing without surgery. Flap reconstruction surgery involves taking a piece of healthy skin from somewhere else on the body and surgically installing it to cover the ex exposed area of a bed sore. It serves to reconstruct the area of the skin that the bed sore had damaged. The surgery was long, but it was a success according to the surgeon. My, God bless you. My neurologist also had me stop the MS medication that I was on since he left, felt that the wound would, that, that the medicine would interfere with the healing of the wound. So for a year, I didn't take anything for MS, which did affect my nerves terribly, and it still is. After a few days at Morristown Hospital, I was moved to a rehab center across the street. And here is me at the rehab center with some of my friends, classmates. Going to that rehab center was a big mistake. My husband wanted me to come right home, 
but there were so many restrictions with my care that I didn't want to be a bigger burden on him. There was also the fact that I needed to be on a special hospital bed called the Clinitron bed, which is an air-fluidized mattress of fine sand with constant air and heat, not something easily approved by the insurance company to have at home. You get an F. <laughs> I had to stay on my back. <clears throat> my, bo <clears throat> my body couldn't be slid or pulled in any direction, especially up or down, due to the location of the wound and the staples and the stitches from the surgery. If I was moved wrong, can we just slide this this way? The light is on, thank you. Um, if I was moved wrong, there was a chance the surgery could, be, could fail. I needed to be flat on my back and was only able to incline to 15 degrees to eat or take medicine. It was a battle to get the aides and most of the nurses to understand this. There was a serious language barrier with most of them. If I needed to have a bowel movement, they would get annoyed with me because I was instructed by my doctor not to use a bedpan. Bob brought me my Alexa so that I could listen to my Christian uplifting playlist during the day, and that is what I listened to all night long. It's the only way I got through the evenings. One day, Lisa, who was up here singing in the worship band, came to visit me with her guitar. We prayed and sang together how special it was when an aide popped her head in and told us how beautiful we sounded as we filled the hall with music of praise. As hard as rehab was, the Lord did put one nurse and three aides in my path that I could pray with and talk about my faith. God is good. And all the people said? All the time. So I lasted in rehab for two months. On June 15, 2022, my surgery had failed. Insurance did approve the special hospital bed for my home where I began the healing process again, lying in my bed in the living room. And here's some slides of that. That one's my favorite with my youngest grandson taking a nap with me. And here is Bob and I. It's a terrible picture. On our anniversary. Sorry, Bob. I had, <laughs> I had a visiting nurse three times a week until this past August 23rd. Bob and I became very close with the nurses, three to be exact, as it was helpful for my care 
to have the same nurses. I am blessed to have two of them. I think I have two of them here today. Kasha and Stephanie. Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie, I always called, was my dancing celebrating nurse, where if there was any improvement, she would be doing a dance. <clears throat> These two nurses were the ones that I was most comfortable with handling my care. Kasha was the nurse who took care of me from day one. She was very direct with the agency that she worked for, and she told them that she needed to have me on her schedule every week so that she can handle and follow my progress closely. We celebrated a year of her caring for me this past June 17th, and we celebrated her discharging me on August 30th. Kasha is also a strong woman of faith. Talking about the Lord, about our faith, and praying together came very easy with her, Bob, and I. We now see each other socially as friends. We all agree that it was God who intervened and put us together. Amen. Now allow me to back up a little bit and talk about what was happening eight months into the healing of the wound when I was at home. Remember, the surgery had failed while in rehab. So once I was home, I had to start the healing process over again. The wound wasn't progressing as we had hoped. The eight months at home was a very trying and painful time for me. A season full of struggles and so much pain that at times I was up for days crying out to the Lord. I know that many of you know how difficult this time was for me as many of you had been reading or hearing my updates and praying for me either during church services or on your own. I can't thank you all enough, and I love each of you for your prayers and support during the lowest time of my life. This was the time when I was ready to leave this world and go home to be with the Lord. I actually talked to my nurse, Kasha, and my doctor about going on hospice at this time. When I had made that decision, I was at a point where I couldn't remember what it felt like to not be in pain. I could not eat or sleep due to the extreme pain that I was in. I was at my lowest then and I actually found peace with the thought of leaving this world, for I knew where I was going. John chapter 14, verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again 
and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. I know a place for you, says the Lord, a place that I have prepared for you. It's a promise from the Lord of the blessings yet to come. Just after Christmas, Bob asked me a question with tears in his eyes. He said that watching me suffer so much, would I rather choose to be rid of the pain and go home? He had no idea that for the last week, I had been praying to God to please take me home. I was relieved that he had brought the subject up. At that time, the two of us talked in depth. We prayed and we cried together. I felt a wave of peace wash over me at that moment, telling Bob that I was submitting myself to the Lord, ready to go home to the place that he had prepared for me. Following this conversation, Bob had asked Pastor Steve to come and, and see me. On January 3rd of this year, he came and for an hour and a half, we talked about my decision and cried and prayed together. Then he came, then came the most difficult part, telling my children individually that I wanted to go home and to be with Jesus. I told my parents, afterwards I told my parents and each of my siblings. I spoke with each of my children separately and each conversation went differently, but all had many tears involved. I made a promise to my youngest that I would make sure that I tried everything possible first. Check off all the boxes, Mom, he told me. My daughter reached out to my doctor and explained the situation. That is when I was put on morphine and used Percocet for breakthrough pain. I'm going to start this slide. Photo credit, Leslie. <laughs> it, it is a beautiful picture. In the beginning of this year, on January 13th, a prayer service was held outside of my home, on my back deck, where everyone could see me through the double, glass double doors, lying in the hospital bed in my living room. <clears throat> and I could see them and hear their words crying out to God on my behalf and the songs of praise. It, it was just so beautiful. The service was also streamed live on Facebook, which allowed those who couldn't be there, people in other states and even other countries to participate. All this was organized by two of my sisters in Christ, Laura O'Connell 
and Paige Bishop. People from all around came, my family, church family members, caring friends, new and old. And inside with me was my son, Brian, my daughter-in-law, Jessica, and my youngest grandson, Brian Jr., or Bubba as we call him, and Kasha, my friend and nurse. The service was also attended by Pastor Steve and Lorraine. I had some serious prayer warriors lifting me up to the Lord, including our assistant pastor, Jamie Gillum, Gallagher's, Melissa Keblahan, and many, so many more that I apologize for not naming you all. Here's some more pictures. I think that, oh, there's the last one. One very special person who attended the prayer service was a very, is a very special and dear friend of mine who loves Jesus and visited me often when I was bedbound and prayed over me and anointed me with oils. And that is Pat Wenzel. Pat shared with me recently you, my friend, are not a normal person. <laughs> you are the daughter of the King of Kings. This really touched my heart because it is easy for us to forget that we are royalty as we are the children of the Most High. Pat Wenzel continued, I submit this to you, Donna, and warriors for Donna. Let's speak Jesus to the diagnosis of MS. Shout Jesus over it. Speak the holy healing name of Jesus. MS has to be replaced with complete functioning body parts as God created them. MS's assignment on Donna is over in Jesus' name. This is just so powerful. When the prayer service started, I was very cold and all bundled up in bed. After about 40 minutes of the prayer service, I began to feel feverish, very tired, and the pain had increased. Kasha took my temperature and I did have a fever. I asked my son Brian to go and tell his father to thank everyone for coming and to come inside and give me the pills, my evening pills. All I wanted to do was to go to sleep. Something was definitely happening inside my body, a spiritual awakening of some sort. When I woke in the morning, I had no fever and no signs of a fever breaking. I actually felt pretty well, better than I had in a while. 10 days after, Jan on January 23rd, and again on February 6th, 
My nurse Kasha found old dressing pieces in the wound, down deep. Adapti tape, they call it. These pieces of tape were the reason that a section of the wound wasn't closing. I wholeheartedly believe that the prayer service called on God to move the mountain so that the hole in the wound could close. That is why I wear this necklace. which shows a mountain on it, and inside it is an actual small mustard seed. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Jesus told them, I tell you the truth, if you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move, and nothing would be impossible for you. It was now time to begin weaning off the morphine, now that the wound was starting to close and the pain was becoming less intense. It took six weeks to completely stop the morphine, after being off of the morphine for six days, I woke up at 4.30 in the morning with what I thought was severe chest pains. I woke Bob up and explained the pain and the fear that I was having. After sitting up in my wheelchair, eating some Tums, didn't know what was going on, and breathing slowly for a few hours, the pain was still there. Both Bob and I were concerned, so we headed to the emergency room. My next trial was that I needed to have my gallbladder removed. This happened even before the wound had closed. Apparently, I had been having gallbladder attacks for over a year but I didn't feel any pain because I was on the Percocet and the morphine. <clears throat> That's when I began to feel the pain from the gallbladder. So I was admitted into the hospital on July 28th, and I needed to have two procedures. The first needed to be an endoscopy surgery to remove the stones that my gallbladder had passed into my bile duct. The second was to remove the gallbladder itself. Now anyone who knows anything about MS is that it's best to avoid being put under anesthesia as it can cause MS to flare up. So once again, I began calling on the Lord and praying to be able to do the surgeries back to back so that I would only have to be put under once. That meant that the schedule of the surgeons and the two operating rooms had to, be, had to line up. And once again, the prayers began by my prayer warriors, and God answered them. 
On August 1st, both surgeries took place. Thank you to all who were praying during another difficult time for me. The endoscopy surgery took an, one and a half hours and all went well. The gallbladder surgery, that one was tough. It took the surgeon two and a half hours to remove the gallbladder. A surgery that would usually take him just under an hour. He had to peel off the layers of protection that my body had covered over my gallbladder every time I had an attack. The gallbladder was very large, it was inflamed, and it was hard as a rock. The doctor described it as peeling pieces of wet toilet paper off of a cement rock, piece by piece. He had to, remove, he had to move my liver out of the way to get all of the gallbladder. He did everything possible so that he didn't have to cut me open. And I am so very grateful that he was able to do it laparoscopically. Another answer to prayer. Now to really, to really explain to you that prayers really do work and faith does make a difference. I recently had an appointment with my neurologist on October 18th. The last time I had seen him was on September 14th, 2021, right after the bed sore had been identified. His office in, is in Neptune, so being bedbound, I wasn't able to travel, so I had to have my visits through televisit. He was so very happy to see me. He actually told me that he thought he would never see me again. When I asked why he felt that way, he said that people who get a stage four bed sore like I did usually don't make it. The wound usually doesn't heal, and the person usually ends up with other complications that take their life. I told him that, I, that it was my faith that got me through it. I told him about the prayer service held at my house and the foreign objects found in the wound right afterwards, and that the wound began to heal from then on. He was amazed and did admit to me that he does have faith and believes in the power of prayer. At that time, I showed him this tattoo that I got because I promised myself when the wound closed that I would get a tattoo. <laughs> and as you can see, if you look at it one way, it says faith, and if you look at it the other way, it says hope. I have it on my arm where when I look at it, I always see faith. Actually, my daughter, Deanna, has the same tattoo. She got hers 12 years earlier on the inside of her wrist. I also got to share my tattoo with three nurses explaining how when I look at, this, at the word faith, that it reminds me 
that it was my faith that got me through the most difficult season of my life. When the appointment was over, the doctor turned away from the door, walked toward me, and gave me the biggest hug while telling me once again how happy he was to see me. And then he left the room. Bob and I just sat there, and I said, God surely created a miracle in me. For anyone who doesn't believe in miracles, or who does but has never seen one, just look at me. At this time, I would like to share a few Bible passages that speak to me. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Nehemiah chapter 18, verse, uh, chapter 8, verse 10. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17. I will restore your health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. Matthew chapter 9, verse 22. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. Luke chapter 4, verse 40. Now when the sun was setting, all those who had, had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And the last one. James chapter 5, verse 14. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. This one means a lot to me because there were many times when I came here to church and Pastor Steve would call on the elders and other members of the church and they would all lay their hands on me and pray over me and Pastor Steve would anoint me with oil. And, and it, it always made, truly made me feel like it was gonna make a difference, and I believe it did. So again, thank you to my husband, Bob, my assistant here, who... who has
has and continues to take such good care of me. He has, he has to monitor the wound area as well as the skin that was cut in surgery and the scar tissue as there is now always an 80% chance of the skin breaking down again. Bob, you have endured all of the pain and the struggles and tears with me. I love you. Me too. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who has and continues to pray for me. Let's keep praying for each other. Never think that you aren't worthy or don't need others to pray for you. When you say no to someone praying for you, you, blo you block the blessings that not only you would have gotten, but also the blessings that the person praying for you would have gotten. Most of all, thank you to the Lord, to my Lord and Savior for healing the wound. All glory to God, I am truly blessed. I am still in need of prayers as I still in a in as I still am in pain on a daily basis. The surgeon never explained to me that I would experience pain in the area that had been cut and had been stapled and, and stitched back together. There is a lot of scar tissue there, and it's actually skin on bone with no fatty tissue in between. So I feel a constant burning, throbbing pain. But it's nothing compared to the pain that I had been in. So I just push on through. I continue to begin each day talking to God and telling him that I believe and I receive. Some advice from a friend who's here today, Steve Hilly, who would come with his wife, Kathy, and pray over me. And, and they are here joining me today. And I thank you for being here. Jesus, your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. And my last slide. This is a picture of me with my first granddaughter, Lucia Deanna, and we call her Lucy. She was born October 12th, one month ago today. And then one of all four of my grandchildren, we have Brian Jr. there, we have Robbie holding Lucia, Lucy, and Theo. They love her. They are absolutely adorable with her. These four are blessings that the Lord has given me more time here on earth to enjoy. Thank you all once again for being here. May each of you be truly blessed. As the worship band comes back up and gets ready, set to play a special song that I chose that speaks to me of what I have gone through. I know that I have one friend who would like to come up and say some, a few words. Patty Downs.
wherever you are. She's right there. Okay. And then after the song, after Patty speaks, they'll play the song. And then afterwards, Bob and I would like to invite you all upstairs into the Oak Room for lunch and some fellowship. There is a lot of food. Please stay and enjoy. Thank you. It's actually very exciting to be here. I have uh, been friends with Donna and Bob for quite a while. Our kids went to school together. We did PTA together. We did a lot of things. Um, she also, we played softball together. And we have a lot in common with each other because we both have life-threatening diseases. Uh, 35 years ago, the doctor told me that I had limited time and I'm still here. So God is good, he's amazing, and Donna was always such an inspiration to me. No matter what, she would come along and she encouraged me, she would speak into my life. She was an amazing person. But when I first knew her, she wasn't a Christian. And I was and I was always encouraging her. And she would say to me, yeah, yeah. And then when she became a Christian, she rode her car over. She had to tell me she was so excited about that. Because that is what helps us. You know, I'm a Christian and Donna is a Christian, but there's so many things that get in the way of who we are and what we should be doing, who we should be living for. And it's hard, it's tough when things happen to you. But I want to say she's such an inspiration to me. I love her passion for living life to the fullest. And she's always there to push you out of your comfort zone to make you the healthiest and the best version of yourself. She's a born leader and a faith in God. And really, truthfully, as a newer Christian, it makes me rise up and be a better Christian and make a difference in people's lives. Don't be afraid to speak about your faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You've impacted my life and encouraged me. You have always supported me and we've supported each other. During the most difficult times, we were praying and we were there for each other. Thank you for being the person you are and such an inspiration to me. I wouldn't be, I don't feel where I am today without <laughs> the faith that we both have, the faith that we know in the name of Jesus heals. We fight so many things in life, but God calls us to situations to make a difference for him and we're afraid. We're afraid to say we're a Christian, we're afraid to make that commitment. And it's the neatest thing when you do. I'm more bolder about myself and my faith in being sick because it really puts me in front of Jesus. It helps. And that's what I learned from Donna, too. No matter what she went through, we cried, we prayed, we shared, and it grows us deeper. I have some verses I would like to share. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, he said. Your faith has healed you. 
and the woman was healed from that moment. He said to her daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. Sometimes God's the last person we find in our troubles and our struggles, and it helps us stay focused on who we are in Christ. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me to find me when you seek me with all your heart. He says, be still and know that I am God. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you, with all of you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Thank you, Donna, for being there and the neat relationship that we have. Blessed to be here today to share your life. Thank you. Thank you so much.